This is episode 26 of The Gamer Sushi Show. This week we play percentages with Nintendo's new console, the 3DS, and Portal 2. Also, we do our video game level bucket list. Hi, welcome to the Gamer Sushi Podcast. I'm Eddie. I'm Jeff. I'm Mitch. And I'm Nick. This is episode 26. Yes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to ask every week. When I really, <laughs> really shower. If, if, if you can't already tell, this is an accidental drunk cast. <laughs> oh, did I slur something? I think you did a little bit. Okay, I Whoa. drank a little bit before I got on here. And it wasn't, it wasn't a planned thing. It just kind of happened. I think Jeff's calling people out. Jeff's been drinking some too. So Eddie, this yeah. is an intervention. You need <laughs> this, to is, this is an intervention cast. <laughs> <laughs> I want to forego the jokes that we normally make about age, the age of the cast, and just move on. Mm-hmm. Is that getting old? Just I, like the cast? A little ooh. bit. Well, for a little while it will. I made an age joke. Because every week yeah, we no, like her they're not a year anymore. That's important. <laughs> yeah. We need to not use the same joke every single week. And then we'll make Canada jokes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, we fall back into what's comfortable because we get scared, I think. <laughs> haven't we put a, haven't we put like a, uh, put a stop to Canada jokes? Or this was that this like, should be the Breaking Down the Walls podcast, and we just say our feelings. Share. <laughs> 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 just because you're drunk, we're not all going <laughs> to Well, An- Anthony's not here, so we can share our grievances. We can share him. our feelings about Anthony. <laughs> he smells funny, I-, I would imagine, although I've never smelled him. Anthony is at a Lady Gaga concert. That's a true thing, by the way. You know, and you know what? I kind of envy him. him in front know- of all of Fans. Well, I don't think I don't think he cares. I think he's very. I think he was excited about it. I think no. What I think that's perfectly valid. Like we were saying before the cast started, I would be down for a Lady Gaga concert because you know that would be an awesome show. Yeah, he, you know, I would I would go to one as well. I would, I totally would, I would also attend that concert <laughs> with each other. Yeah, we could all go except in for a you, totally Eddie. hetero way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'd invite a lady so that it would you know wouldn't seem. I think Anthony's going with two chicks. Well, there you go. Nice. He's, he's allowed. Between between me, Nick, and Jeff, we probably know like a lady, right? Someone. <laughs> yeah, least, I know yeah, a few. Least... <laughs> <sighs> Less I. Um, well, as far as actual things to talk about, just to kind of go ahead and jump into our topics, uh, we were going to do the game first this week because. Nick went ahead and designed the game for the big topics, so we're like, okay, we should just go ahead and talk about them. So, Nick... And there's some pretty pretty damn big topics this week, too. Yes, yeah. one particularly big one. It is pretty Your big. Mom. Yeah, my mom is the big topic. <laughs> Thanks, Mitch. <laughs> Whoa, I, I, people can't tell who's saying these things. It could have been Nick. <laughs> <laughs> no, people know whose voice is who, dude. <laughs> Did I just make fun of my own voice? Yeah, I don't <laughs> understand what you were doing there. I, I love the delayed reaction there. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> Nobody made a Canada joke and I just made fun of myself. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get back to the game, guys. All right. Please. This week, we're doing percentages, which we haven't done in, in a while. It was, it's kind of a, about that time. And it just happened that we had some, uh, some topics that kind of go with the game percentages. 
So we have three main topics, but we're going to have kind of a breakdown for the first one since it's like the the big mamma of topics. So we're going to start with Eddie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure everyone has already heard the news. It was posted on the site and on IGN and on everywhere else in the entire internet. But supposedly Nintendo is going to announce that they are releasing a new system at E3. Well, so, they're announcing at E3 that they're releasing a new system. Yes. Sorry, I'm being a I'm being an English dork right there. Yes. And <laughs> yes. There. Yes. There was exactly, a leak. Actually, Nick, it made it sound like they were releasing the system. <laughs> there, right. There was a there was a leak that there will be an announcement. How about that? Okay. Uh, okay. We'll go with that. So a leak of an announcement of an announcement of an announcement of an announcement of a trailer release. for an announcement. Yes. So, topic one. Eddie, just get straight to it. Chances Nintendo actually does announce a new system at E3. 80%. Mitch? Uh, 90%. God. Uh, 65%. Oh, well, that's up for you. I thought you were going to be like 20. You <laughs> <laughs> still an email thread he about still this went- earlier, and Jeff was kind of like, oh, Nintendo was the best. uh those two things don't go together but all right i want to start with jeff though because he's still one he was still the low man so all right um, so so when i read the post about it like eddie made the point of saying that like fairly reputable sources are reporting this so there's some weight behind it but if you read that post it's like every single thing that a nintendo fanboy would want to show up in their next system it's uh, 1080p. It's more powerful than the PS3 360. It's it got a Blu-ray player, which is just nonsense, and like it, 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 a bunch of other stuff along the line. Where I'm just like, okay, if I was a a guy that wanted Nintendo to apologize to the hardcore, this is everything that I would want them to do. I I, I don't know. I mean, too they, good to be they, true. Too too good to be true. Even if some reputable sources are talking about it, like. I, I am very skeptical. I think the Blu-ray player is total crap. I think that's just wishful thinking. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I do think, I do feel like, mainly because, because I wouldn't call, like, IGN. Yeah. In particular, IGN, I wouldn't call them the most reputable thing. But they typically don't engage in the mo- rumor mongering that, like, other sites make their living on. Because IGN doesn't have Kotaku. <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> like, IGN doesn't have to rumor monger because they mm-hmm. get news. Right. Because they're IGN, because they're huge, and then um, but yeah, they could report nothing and they'll still get hits. Yeah, like and so, so game and Game Informer, I feel like they're like one of the true legit, um, you know, actual gaming journalists out there, like gaming journalist sources or whatever, because they actually have to report and get stuff for magazines and they break a lot of news. Like they're the ones that everybody's quoting because it's like, oh, hey, Game Informer mm-hmm. has this thing coming out next month. Yeah, you know. Um, Game Informer is the guy that everyone's quoting, and and when Game, in, I, I feel like more so Game Informer than IGN. But when Game Informer is saying, "Hey, we've got word that there's this stuff going down," I feel like it's there's got to be some truth to it. See, that's interesting though, because like Game Informer is the official GameStop magazine, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't trust them for reviews, but it's interesting that you would say that they'd be a good news source. You know? Yeah. I mean, they get stories before anybody else does. Like it's been all week that people have been like looking for Game Informer leaks so they can mm-hmm. talk about Mass Effect Three. 
Yeah, they do have they do have pretty great exclusive covers and and cover stories stuff like that. Like their Bioshock Infinite story was pretty cool. So yeah, I could I could see what you I I can kind of see what you're saying. I I, I mean. The one thing is the reason that I did give it a 65 instead of a 20 is because, sure, it is entirely possible that they will announce a new system. I mean, the thing I was thinking about is that, like, in a way it feels a bit early for them to announce their next generation system. But if the Kinect and the Move are the, you know, the, the Microsoft and Sony versions of the next system, maybe they're actually kind of Late. Behind, behind the curve. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's because, what one of the analysts said. He said that for every move and connect that got sold, Nintendo lost a customer for their next gen mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because well, that's the thing. It's like if uh, going motion controlled is the the choice for the other systems to catch up. What does Nintendo have to do to catch up? And I guess the perception is the only way they can catch up is by matching all the system specs. Which again, that seems weird for Nintendo. Nintendo never goes for system specs. Like, when have they ever said, ooh, we're making the most powerful system out there? Like, I can't think of a single time they've done that move. You know? It's, it's like... Well, out of, S- it's out S- of days. The yeah. Super Nintendo was, but yeah, yeah, but that's a long time. Mm. That's true. And that was a different company. Mitch, what do, what do you have since you're always upset that we talk and leave you out? <laughs> yeah, because you were also the most posy on this, so... Well, I just think that just because it's like the list of the the list of things that they're adding to the system is like a fan jerk off material doesn't mean that they're going to do it. I think it's totally possible that they could announce a new system, whether or not it has that stuff remains to be seen. But they they have to have reached saturation point for the Wii by now. Like they're seeing mm-hmm. console sales drop off every month, so maybe they're just like, "Whoa, shit, maybe we should just put out a new console." And all the suckers who bought a Wii the first time will be like, "Oh, Wii too. I need to get some of that." So. See, that's the thing is, I don't know if they can convince Wii owners that they need a new system. You know, I mean, I can... I, I, I feel like I would be willing to buy one if, it, if I felt like the software was there, but I don't think the average Wii owner is going to be willing to buy one. Yeah. So that's, it makes you wonder, like, how good their new system could do, because the 3DS is exactly that. The 3DS is the... Th- I mean, it's almost the same thing. If you think about it, like it's the thing that, like, okay, we need the, we want the hardcore to get this, we want the casual to get this, but the 3DS is more for the hardcore than the casual, because casual people, casual gamers have DSs, yeah. so you can't convince the casual gamer to buy a 3DS. So it's only going to be Nintendo's hardcore audience, and the sales have not been great. Right, but but that's a new that's a topic that's a, we're talking that's about. That's a different topic. But but yeah, I feel like it's the same kind of issue. That you're gonna that they're gonna run into with a new, because I feel like it'll be another five years or so before you can convince Wii owners, hey, maybe you should get a new system. Mm. But in the meantime, they need another audience. Like I'm well, not naive. I'm not gonna because Jeff, you you sent us the link that was a retweet of somebody where they said um, Nintendo is gonna correct their failure that sold them 80 million units or whatever. Mm, yeah, it was ti- it was tiny cartridge. Yeah, yeah. The, the Wii was a success, and mm. I'm you know I'm not gonna be one of those people that's like, oh yeah, Nintendo's trying to win back, or that you know, I don't. I mean, the Wii was a success, and they made a buttload of money. Yeah, do but, they? Need, well, do maybe they they're need just trying the- to make the lightning strike twice, though. Well, the, the, that's the thing. Do they need the hardcore? Does Nintendo need the hardcore? I don't I think this for last gen, but point. at some point they're going to hit a you know they're going to hit a wall at some point. But, but the, my my thing is like, what percentage of the the dollars are the hardcore in reality? Yeah, you know, like we uh, hardcore gamers like to think that they're the ones that drive the sales, but and I don't think not. they are. 
They're not. Well, they're, they're not. I mean, that's, you know, I'm not trying to start off, but that's PC gamers too. They really are the hardcore gamers, but they don't drive the industry. Mm. They just don't. Well, what is it like Mass Effect? Like, we all love Mass Effect, but it sells abysmally compared to like Mario uh-huh. and like Call of Duty. Like, we. We talk about games and we're the guys who go to the gaming sites. We have, like, realistically very little influence on what sells and how much it sells. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, well, okay. Uh, I, I agree to an extent. I think that there still is this uh, almost street cred that all gaming companies want to have with the hardcore. Well, I, I think that that does still exist. They want to keep both feet, they, they like, keep their feet in both worlds. Well, yeah. like, and I feel like the, the Nintendo Wii made it success off of hardcore people that actually were excited about it. Well, I mean, and, I, I, I will to, give to start them, off, I will, like, cause I will the, give them that like the hardcore on it, then they will sell it to everybody else before it comes out. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, the right. thing was, I was a hardcore gamer when I was a kid yeah. for the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo, and I just you know got out of the habit. And the Wii was actually like my gateway back into being a hardcore gamer. We problem- weed, get it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, weed. And, and the 360 uh, was the heroin, and the PS3 was the uh, <laughs> methamphetamine. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now you're banging seven gram rocks. <laughs> something, something. Is, tiger, is, a, is, a Charlie, yeah. is a Charlie Sheen joke the new podcast meme? Because I feel like I bring that up every week now. Uh, you kind of do, but it's fine. It's fine. Nick, We're not what, your, what would your percentage be on this? How do you? How true? Do you uh, I think one hundred percent. You think one hundred percent? They're announcing a new console. Here's the deal. I think that IGN is not going to run with a front page story that says like "new Wii" unless they know something, yeah. like. Even if like it came from somebody else originally, I think yeah, they like go Kotaku in- will run a front page story of some guy sent him an email saying, "My friend says there's a new Wii." <laughs> right, <laughs> but I feel like IGN then checks every source they have, and well, they're so like, "Listen, this the is thing. humongous news." Do you feel and- it's like like Nick? Sorry to interrupt, but do you feel it's like when people are are talking about Apple rumors, where they're like, "We we think that the iPad is going to have death lasers and three cameras and whatever." <laughs> And it comes out, but it doesn't have all of the rumors. Right, and it might not have everything that's there, but I think there is going to be a system announced there. And also, I think at, I think at this point, they kind of have to, because what if they show up at E3 and they don't release a new system? Then people then, are upset. And then people are like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> is that no? And they're like, well, we were never going to... Like, you know what I mean? I feel like... I don't... I maybe they have to scrap image. something together and like... I just got this mental image of... of uh, Reggie Phil's whatever his name is coming out with a, a Wii wrapped in foil. He's like, "Look, it's new." <laughs> okay, so well, what, really, what if they don't have anything, do think, what can they come? Oh, never mind. Just go ahead. Well, what features do you think it has to have? I feel like HD. Yeah, they, it has to be HD. Has to be HD. I think. I feel like it's gonna have to have motion control because they wanted that con. That, that con. We can assume the motion control is here to stay. That is not going away. I don't think it'll have a camera like connect. I think that they. I think that they're gonna stick with their okay. Wii mode stuff. Did you read that the latest uh, news on it? The uh-huh. thing that the thing that uh, IGN just got from it's well, you know, it's codenamed Project Cafe. They're saying yes. now. Hmm. And they, they have an update that says, Sources now confirmed to IGN the new Nintendo controller allows players to stream entire games to the device from the console, saying it's like a miniature television. The screen size on the controller is also confirmed to be six inches in size. What? So the controller itself is going to be a touchscreen of some kind. It sounds like a, it sounds like a super Dreamcast to me. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I remember when before the Wii came out, a lot of people were speculating that the controller would be a touchscreen because of 
the DS. And what Nintendo actually did was make your TV the touchscreen, essentially. Right. Um, and the the Wii mode was your stylus. But I wouldn't be surprised if they did a controller that did something like that. That would be something I could get more into than a lot of a lot of people argue that the Dreamcast was ahead of its time. Yeah, it was way ahead of its time. It would have yeah, it would have been it would have killed if it would have came out when the 360 did. This is something me and Jeff talked about. Nintendo's new system has to have online capabilities out Mm. of the gate that are strong. Absolutely, like they they cannot they cannot fumble the online or else they're fucked. I heard the 3DS is online thing. It's still not live, and I heard that what is kind of live isn't good. I mean, I, I feel like Apple... Which in this day and age is baffling. Yeah, no, I mean, be- between Apple in the mobile space and Sony and Microsoft in the console space, everybody else is eating their lunch. I mean, yeah. th- they have to hit that. They have to find some way of making online work for them. It is 2011. We're supposed to have flying cars by now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's true. It's true. We were promised that. What is it? It's 2015, right? We're supposed to have flying cars. I yeah. need to have my my sneakers that lace themselves mm-hmm. and <laughs> close them, dry themselves. Yeah. Now that's a prototype, Mitch. It's not like and, and that looks suspiciously oh. like the. Maybe English. they have them in Canada with your socialist paradise, but not in America. <laughs> we, have, we have a conservative government. <laughs> oh yeah, they don't believe in things. In <laughs> things and anything. Although we're, although we're voting a new one in because there was a vote of no confidence. So. Godless nation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get too serious here, we need to move on. Well, there um, is a god and it's a moose. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to kind of go off here. I have two other hits to, to do, but it's based on the same thing. So we don't have to like go into it. We can as skip them. I'm going to win. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the, the first thing is going to be, we're going to go to Mitch here. We'll just kind of treat them like full topics, even though they'll be a little bit shorter. Uh, Mitch, in, in uh, referring to the, the previous question in the new Nintendo system, chances that it is more powerful, as it's reported to be, more powerful than the PS3 or 360? Uh, 35%. Okay. Jeff? Fifteen percent. Ah, sons of bitches. <laughs> Eddie, one hundred. <laughs> I got to go to Eddie. Eddie, why is it going to be the most powerful thing ever made? Those systems came out <laughs> <laughs> ever made. The the P we forget the PS3 and the 360 came out five or six years ago. To have a system that's more powerful than either of them is not that hard. I feel like so. Uh, even if it's like just marginally more powerful, I feel like it's gonna have a system that's more powerful than than both of them. Even if it's just a little bit, because what's gonna happen then is then in a year or two years, the, they'll announce theirs and they're gonna blow that one out of the water. They're gonna blow Nintendo's out of the water. Right, but does Nintendo care about power? That's the thing. They don't have to. You can sell a 360 now for what 200 bucks. You know, mm. I mean, you could sell. I mean, their 3DS is 250 dollars. You know what I mean? Like you could sell a console for two hundred fifty or three hundred that outclasses mm. the PS3 or three hundred sixty. Well, so, so here's the thing, though. Here's the thing: the 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 Wii, when it comes down to raw power, only barely outclasses the GameCube, right? It's not. Yeah, that it's much actually the power. same. It's the same hardware as the GameCube. So, so the reason I say fifteen percent is because if they make a new system, why not just shoot for just as powerful as the three hundred sixty and PS3? Because it, it would probably mean they could still have a lower price point. Like that's because the thing. It's a ch- because it's a check mark. Yeah, yeah. Like they can they can hit that that point, but why do they need to exceed it? Why do they need to be the most powerful system? I just feel like because they I, don't, I feel like they can't they they 
they want to future they're going to want to future proof themselves a little bit. Do they ever future proof themselves though? <laughs> Cartridges? I mean, shit. <laughs> it's true, Game, but I mean, maybe they'll, maybe they'll try to rectify. I just did I somebody know. did somebody at Nintendo get hit on the head and finally understand how reality works? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean that's that's my thing. Like I feel like they are so set in their ways. I like seriously, if they announce anything resembling what everybody is talking about, I'm going to be sold because I'm just like, holy fuck, Nintendo is completely changing their paradigm. Everything everybody is talking about is a complete like 180 turn for how Nintendo has been going for the past what 15, 20 years. <laughs> the thing is, because I read an article that made a really good point. We've seen that Nintendo is not afraid to abandon hardware. Like, mm-hmm. like they're not afraid to be like, oh, that that stinks. <laughs> Let's just bail, <laughs> you know. Well, they, they they do that more with the DS, though, don't they? Or or what what is it? What, like, what hardware do you mean specifically? The Virtual Nintendo Boy sixty four, the Virtual Boy, the GameCube. The Virtual Boy was like a notorious failure. Right? Oh yeah, it was like the, it was like a lemon. But, I mean, yeah, the GameCube especially they bailed on pretty quickly. I mean, they dropped it down to ninety nine dollars. Not after it hadn't even been out for too long. Hmm. you know and the course of its life but i i feel like the gamecube is not it's it's not on that pathway that we see with the wii i feel like the gamecube was kind of this like niche yeah kind of hardcore-ish system like in a way i almost feel like the 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 gamecube was sort of their beta run for the wii they they used everything good from the game oh yeah no i totally agree you know like it, it was a failure, but they sort of uh, turned it into a success by taking all of that existing technology and reforming it into a system, and not overexerting themselves. Like that's that's what's the huge success story is that essentially the Wii is the GameCube repackaged with a motion controller. Yeah, you know, like yeah. that. It's not that crazy a leap. It's a little bit more powerful, a little bit newer processor with motion. They made controller. a boatload of money off and made a boatload of money and basically they said look at look at what we did we came out with a console that was profitable from day one that was the cheapest one from day one i don't know i mean like maybe the thing is like when they came out with the wii they needed a win so they were going more conservative so maybe like are you guys arguing that now that they're on the top they're more willing to do these yeah crazy- i mean I, they needed i feel like they really did need the wii or they were going to go the way of sega mm-hmm I feel like they were Mitch. banking everything on the Wii. Yeah, Mitch should talk. Sorry. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch just stays quiet. And then Mitch, drink more, drink more so you talk more. <laughs> you I, am actually, I'm a, I am actually drinking more. I'm a beer and a half in. So maybe as this goes on, I'll have something to say. But um, no, I, th- I think you guys are having a good conversation. I don't want to interrupt. Say, say a thing. Say a I thing. Don't have a th- <laughs> I don't have a thing. I mean, I just gave it a little below. I'm boot you. I- I'm just, no, just booting Mitch, just, dropping him. I'm starting to talk, and now you're saying you're going to boot me. This is why I don't talk, Eddie. <laughs> kind of like I booted Anthony's friend from Halo Reach last night. I'm sorry. That was his friend. That was hilarious. We were playing Reach, and like this guy starts joining our party, and Anthony's like, oh, that's just my buddy. And he's like, well, he's gone. <laughs> and, and like he just booted him. <laughs> and, then, and then we found out that he actually wasn't that nice of a guy. So he was justified in that. Nice. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, do you want to move on to the next one? Nick, what you don't have anything. I'm pushing. I'm gonna go fifty percent. I um, because I see both sides of the coin. I see where it's like, well, they don't need to do any better because they've shown that that like 
controls and technology can beat raw power. Mm-hmm. See, I just feel like if they want people to buy this one, if they're if if you're gonna argue that, I feel like then why even release a system? You know what I mean? It's, like I feel like you're yeah. releasing new system, then you got to be able to say, hey, it's better than these, but you've already why, got one that's not. And that's why I'm fifty fifty on yeah. it because the other part of me says, well, <laughs> well, first of all, like they're so it's not really better. Why even? Why even buy it? You know, like the, like literally, the Wii is a little bit more powerful than a th- Xbox original. So like. Yeah. They need to like leapfrog a few generations. Yeah, that's like, why I think that. I mean, because it wouldn't be hard for them to be at least, even if it, when I say better, I mean like even if it's like five percent better, <laughs> you know, it's going to be better. I think. Right, and like but, I said, it's it's a it's a checkbox. It's a tick yeah. mark. It's a it's a what what does your system do? Oh well, our system has touchscreen. Our system has uh, 1080p. Our system is more powerful than competitors. Like it's one more thing you can check off in your presentation. You know what I mean? So I could see them. I could see them going with that. I don't know. Uh, it'll it'll be interesting. I'm really looking forward to E3 now. Like, I know. All of a sudden, when, I'm really so looking when, forward when, to when is E3? By the way, June. June. Okay. So uh, let's move on to the third part of this to kind of round this out and finish out our Nintendo discussion. Um, so it, one of the things that was said is that it's going to be more powerful than the PS3 and the 360. The other thing that was said is that it's going to be released in 2012, which would be a pretty short turnaround from a system we have not heard anything about. Um, so we're going to start with Jeff here. Chances the new Nintendo system makes its 2012 release. Uh, I feel like I'm going to push on that. I, I don't really know much about uh, release cycles there. <laughs> 50? Okay. 50. All right. Eddie? I'm going to say 85. All right. Mitch? Uh, about 70. About 70. Okay. Okay. Uh, Eddie, you went the highest? Or did I go to? I think I went to you Eddie went to last, me last time. time. You know what, Mitch? What do you think about this? Uh, I just like you, like you said, it's a really short turnaround time for a console we haven't heard anything about. Like usually, I think they want to give like at least a couple years build up just to sort of get awareness of it out there, like take it on talk shows and stuff. Because if it's coming out in a if it's coming out in like a year or maybe less than a year, depending on when it hits in 2012, I don't think that's really enough time to sort of have it uh, percolate in the uh, mass culture, sort of get the awareness out there. So I just think they want to give themselves a buffer just so more people know about it. Not the, not to say that they couldn't do it from like a like a te- technological or manufacturing standpoint. Just they want to delay it to have the maximum impact of when it hits. Or they well, actually believe in the 2012 Doomsday and they want to get it out before then. There, there is that. There is George that. Lucas, right? Um, right. So I guess well, in the most important part, like you know, I guess you're sort of approaching it from the marketing standpoint. We're like making sure that people are aware that it exists. But I guess isn't the real important part that the developers have the kits to make games? Like, in well, order Nintendo's, to... Nintendo's not afraid to launch without third-party content. Yeah. I mean, they've shown that. <laughs> yeah, that. That, that. So that is the actually other thing. Like, okay, let, assuming that everything that has been posted about actually happens, I'd still have a concern about it if it doesn't have third-party support and decent online. Like, you know, you can have all the, the t- technology in the world and still not have good software. They haven't cared about third-party support since, like, the 64, though. Mm-hmm. That, they've and that still work, been a thing. <laughs> they've still been a company, which is wild to me. Um, but uh, I guess to the the release date point, I mean, I feel like you kind of still have to clue your developers in 
Uh, I mean, if, if, the thing is, if they're going to do something so ballsy and go for the power move, why wouldn't they also try and recapture the, the third-party developers? Because it seems like that goes hand-in-hand hand with, like, why, like, who cares about power but the developers? Well, supposedly you know? they've already been showing developers, but that still seems like, okay, they're showing them, but you need people to start developing for it now. Mm, you know. To have <laughs> stuff come out in, like, 2013. Yeah. But maybe they don't care. I said 85 because the Nintendo Revolution was announced in E3 2005 as yeah. the revolution before it even had the Wii like moniker or whatever. When did it actually finally come out? And then it came out in 2006, in fall 2006. And that's when the, and, the, and it was at E3 2006 that they announced that it was called the Wii. So the system was announced in 2005, came out fall 2006. So. Yeah. So it could be released, and they could get dev kits in hands at E3, and then yeah. release for Christmas of twelve. You could also argue that the reason it was With easier just first-party games, you know, right? And then and then that comes out like the first half of thirteen, you start getting third-party games. Well, the 3DS didn't even have first-party games; it had like one. Yeah, that's true. Right. Well, like, because they they get when did they give dev kits out? It was like a year ago, right? So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I think Nintendo sells a lot of consoles on like the future promise. You know, like buy this console and down the line you'll have this. Right. Yeah, like, I, I've actually held on to my Wii on the promise of another Zelda game. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or or like I, I kept it. I was originally thinking about trading it in before they announced Mario Galaxy Two, but then I held on to it to play that game, which ended up being a really frustrating game. But you know, still, <laughs> yeah. I think they know how to space their first party releases like perfectly so that you don't trade them in. Like as soon as, get, as soon as you get as soon as you get around. Okay, yeah, as soon as you get around to thinking about it, you're just like, oh, shit, a new Zelda yeah. or whatever. I'll hang on to that. All right, Nick, what was your percentage on this? Uh, I'd give it like 75% because I, I feel like it's probably going to happen that way because in the past, that's how it's happened. So they announced the Wii and then a year and a half later it comes out or they announced the 3DS and less than a year it comes out. So... That's kind of their 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 history, their track record. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna say it's probably gonna be a 12 release, and I'd probably say Christmas 12, and then like yeah, like you were saying, it, I think it was Mitch, like just first party support for the first few months, and then eventually you'll see third party games in like spring of 13, maybe. So yeah, why no? All right, next yep. topic. Next topic, we're uh, continuing on Nintendo, but not about their new system, about a system that just was released. So there was a story that came out that said that uh, sales in the second week of the 3DS are terrible. They're falling off really, really bad. And that the, like, the PSP is outselling the 3DS, so it's not all good times in Nintendo right now. And then we talked about earlier, or I think it was Eddie mentioned earlier, that that Nintendo is okay with abandoning systems. They've shown this in the past. So, chances the 3DS could actually just fail as a system. And we're going to start with Eddie. 33. Okay. And a third repeating? Yes, um, 0.33333. Mitch? 0%. Jeff? Uh... 40%? I don't know. Okay. Um, Damn, Jeff. I thought I was going. I, yeah, I thought I was going pretty high, but Jeff, Jeff went you went highest. Let's hear it. Uh, I think 3D is a fad. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, it, 
it seems like every product launch that Nintendo has had for a while with the DS and with the Wii has been pretty resoundingly successful. Like just the fact that every time they've they've iterated the the DS and it hasn't been that crazy a change, it's been successful each time, right? Like I feel safe. Well, yeah, like the that. DS Lite and the DSi were way more successful than this. Are, so <laughs> right, right. So and they're like marginal. Yeah. I mean, you can you can ascribe some of the problem to the all the the stuff that happened in Japan, but just the fact that the PSP is suddenly selling more than the 3DS that that sort of puts the lie to that <laughs> line of reasoning. Like when the PSP starts outselling it, that's when you're like, all right, well, obviously people are still buying systems, in J- even in Japan. Yeah. So what's going on now? I I just feel like. I mean, Nintendo has the whole thing where kids under a certain age can't use it and people get headaches from using it. I actually haven't even seen one in person. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't checked it out, so I, I can't judge it from that angle. But if it's not, like, if it's not even succeeding on the, the basis of like a, a simple... Just being a new thing? <laughs> yeah, just being a new thing that they've done for the, the DS for years. Like, how is it even... Comparable. That's my thing. I mean, part of it might be its launch lineup because its its lineup is terrible right now. I mean, it's got what Super Street Fighter Four or something, and that's it. Pilot Wings, come on, man. Pilot Wings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the real games won't even start coming out till June or July. Yeah. Um. So I think part of it might be that, but so I mean, I I went thirty three just because it's like it's probably not a failure at all because it's Nintendo. But at the same time, you know, it, it's pretty telling that, I mean, it had a great first week. And then after that, it's just completely faltered. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, but according to Nintendo, it was their best first week of anything. But nobody's monitoring that anymore because the NPD says that they're not going to do that. So there's no way to really tell, um, which is kind of sad. But yeah, supposedly it's sold under 500,000 in the U.S., which is crazy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, I don't. I doubt it's a failure, but at the same time, that's pretty telling, because it seems like Sony is poised with the NGP to address all of the concerns that a handheld in 2011 needs to address, which Nintendo didn't seem to have done with the 3DS. I had actually almost forgotten that NGP even existed until you mentioned it again. Yeah, I mean that that kind of like honestly, it kind of went off my radar. Yeah. We, we've yeah. been talking about the 3DS a lot, but what were you saying, Mitch? I wasn't saying nothing. I thought I, I, I assumed you were saying something. So you it's your turn oh. to talk. Well, there, Mitch, it is my turn to talk. I went with the zero percent, Nick. <laughs> I'm actually surprised you didn't go to me first because I went, I went balls to the wall, and you usually you, you like that, but I do. I did. Pick failed you. He likes he balls. Sorry, I, uh, I, I should have gone to you first. Uh, I'm, I apologize. That you're right. I, I went <laughs> the grain. I mean, you gave me 100 percent last week for going all F's. So, you know. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I think Nintendo is playing the long game on this one. Like they're like they made a big deal about third party support when they announced the 3DS at E3 last year. Um, so I think that's part of their long-term game plan. I mean, sure, they got nothing right now, but watch when like freaking Zelda and Star Fox drops, and they gotta have a Mario coming. Just watch the system go yeah. right through the roof. Mm. Like I think they're prepared to take a sh- uh, a hit in the short term. I almost <laughs> they're prepared shit. to take a shit in the short term. I almost said I almost said shit. They they almost shit the bed. They're sour on life. 
Um, but, you know, I think they're planning for an eventual comeback, and it's going to be big when it happens. That's um, my whole thing. Okay, that's pretty. That's strong. I'm, I apologize for not going to you first. Uh, right. One thing I did want to throw out, uh, I actually yeah, showed... Well, what? You heart Jeff, it's okay. No, no, no. It's, no, it's not about that. <laughs> um, one thing that I, I showed an article to Jeff today that was about uh, mobile gaming, I thought was pretty interesting. And this is kind of in combination with the whole thing of like, maybe the 3DS thing isn't just a 3DS thing. Maybe it's, I mean, even though the PSP did sell a little bit better than it, maybe it's kind of a handheld thing because numbers came out uh, from a year ago and then from today. The, and it was uh, it was like Android and iPhone gaming, uh, PSP and DS. And a year ago, uh, the DS had 70% market share. And this year, at the same time this year, they have 57%. Um, hmm. And I felt like that was kind of significant. So... I don't know. Maybe it's a trend. I don't know. It's like It's like if you can find it other places, like even if it's just casually or even if it's just every once in a while, if it's already on your phone, maybe you're less likely to buy that like de- that one device that just games. You know mm. what I mean? Well, yeah, if it's on your phone and you don't have to carry around a bunch of cartridges or discs or whatever, you just, right. you know, the games are all on your phone, you just download them. I think that's a big part of it. Like, I think yeah. the conveni- convenience is a big part of it. Um I mean, obviously, there's still that that contingent that that is interested in playing the you know epic sixty hour games on a handheld, but and there will always be that, yeah, of course, yeah, absolutely, that's not going to go away. But I think for a lot of people who might consider getting a handheld, the the iPhone or the the Android is going to the Android whatever satiate, yeah, yeah, it's going to cover it's going to cover what they're looking for in a handheld, yeah. the kind of game that you can play for five minutes on a break, you know. Right. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. So, uh, last last part of the uh, the game here. The other big story of today and of this last week uh, was about Portal Two. There was this huge ARG that took people around the world, and it had ended in this website that had a countdown, and then the countdown ended, and then. What happened at the end? Everybody thought they were going to get Portal Two, but that didn't exactly happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> it kind of Val, uh, Valve kind of trolled everybody, and they said, uh, "We will give it to you early, but everybody has to buy and play the Potato Sack Indie Bundle." Which I do kind of. I just kind of on a side note, I kind of want to. Even though some people are kind of mad about this, I kind of want to give them props for supporting indie devs. Supporting indie devs. Mm-hmm. Uh, good on you, Valve. A thumbs up. I, I actually really like what you're doing there. Now they and didn't say the they didn't say buy. It just said play. Play. Like you have to play well, it a certain amount. Exactly. Oh really? Oh, okay. Well, I didn't actually. What I that. love about it is it's actually like not just purchase this, but purchase this and play this, um, which I think's even cooler that they did it that way than just purchasing. Because if it's just purchase, it's like fuck it, I'll just buy it. I don't care, and then whatever. But if you actually have to play it, then you're going to get to experience something maybe you would have never experienced before. Like, just see, I'm going like to link you guys to the to the to the countdown now. So basically, if everyone maxes out those things, then they'll go ahead and release it early. Exactly. So and one of them has been maxed out, out at this yeah, point. The wonderful yeah. end of the world. Apparently, you're supposed to find the potatoes or something in each of these games. Or something so like that. the regular release date is Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. So, so in order for this to, to be successful, people have to max it out in the next four days. Yeah. And they've yeah. only maxed out one by 10. Maybe people are just like, F it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So this goes to my question. My question is chances enough people play and buy or buy and play the potato sack bundle to release portal Two early. And we're going to start with Mitch. Uh, 25%. Whoa, Jeff. Zero uh, percent, <laughs> Eddie. Um, fifty-one. <laughs> Just over push. Right, right. I'm kind of actually surprised with you guys. Um, all right. What do uh, you think we were gonna do? I thought you were gonna go a little bit high. I thought somebody would actually go a hundred. I'm gonna be honest. I thought somebody would be like, listen, geeks are eventually going to pull together and say, fuck it, we're getting this thing early. Well, that's, that's, what, that's, why, I, that's why I said 25%. Whoa, that's why, yeah, that's whoa, why I went whoa. 51. <laughs> that's why I didn't put that was your That was optimism for you. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's go. Who wants it? Mitch, go. 25%. What's up? I, I was just thinking, like, there's no way it's going to happen. But sometimes the internet surprises me. So I was like, well, I'll give them a little bit of a chance. <laughs> well, maybe it'll happen, like, you know, a day An before. before. Well, see, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, also the chance that Valve's kind of like, oh, crap, everyone lost interest. Just release it. <laughs> so Right. They, they just, like, cheat the facts. Yeah, Although they're I'm like, watching oh, a we video. shot ourselves I, in the foot. Nobody's excited anymore. I just watched a video of the uh, the one that's maxed out, and it looks awesome. The, the game that's maxed out I right now is called the, the Wonderful End of the World, and it looks incredible. You should go buy it and play it, Jeff. I'll I, might the just, cause. I might just do that. But it's max, so you should buy something else and play something well, else. Well, I might buy, just buy, buy it, and then you get to all you get all the gains. Yeah, no, I, I might, might just. just <laughs> I might. I own Killing Floor. I might just start it tomorrow and not Go actually. Go do it, Mitch. Yeah, well. I mean, honestly, like, like thirty-eight bucks for what thirteen games? Yeah, it's actually a really great deal. That's yeah. that's that's badass. Like, and they're all awesome. Super like, I, Boy, which I've heard is just great. Is it's part a of really it. really fucking hard game, but. Yeah, and the other nice thing is that I, I recently got Parallels. So, I mean, I, I know I can install Windows and, and actually do Boot Camp, but it's nice to not have to switch over. So, like, I can, even though most of these games are Windows only, I can play everything. So, right. hmm. I might just buy that. Uh, it's, it might happen. I'm adding it to my cart. <laughs> yeah, I'm, hey, look twice. at him go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right, Eddie, funny, like, it's for, yeah. I feel kind of bad for the people that were going after this ARG with such fervor. You know, one of them was a guy I know, you know, which I put in the post that, you know, that I kind of know. The Lord Ned was going crazy for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and when he was talking to me, like, I was talking to him on G Chat, and I was like, man, this guy's like really, I mean, he's like, has, has been staying up late, going into all this stuff, and I, I haven't asked him how he felt about it. But you know that's kind of where ARGs lead. They, I mean, they have to lead to buy the game because they're marketing. Drink your Ovaltine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's the drink your Ovaltine thing, because um, it it has to lead because it's marketing dollars being spent for you to buy a product. Right. So, um, I, I mean, it, ho- hopefully the best ones are going to be like well-made ARGs that are fun to play. And then eventually get to the marketing part. Well, and I hope the people that did that kind of stuff get some kind of reward that other people don't get. You know, what I mean, like I hope that that's still. Left to be revealed that they get some hot that, Team Fortress too, right? Yeah, yeah, things like that. Probably, they get, you know. Um, I was really into it. <laughs> nice. There you go. Yeah, so he was really into it, and you know, I could tell like he was having a lot of fun doing all that. So you know, I hope he's happy about it. Uh, random fact: Lord Ned is the reason that we were able to film Day in the Life of a Turret. 
which I didn't put in the Gamer Sushi post, but he was the one that helped figure Lord out. Lord was a big deal for a lot of uh, Smithfield film stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, he helped, he helped me with the, uh, the Elite World house map a lot. Um, like it, it's pretty much he was the only reason I was able to get get a lot of the maps done because he was kind of my go-to map dude um, for for much of the for much of the show. And Did he work on the log trap? <laughs> no, that was a Gmod. <laughs> that was actually all of us. Yeah, but, yeah. but um, no, I, I, don't, the, I thought it was good. You guys just complain about it a lot, which is why I make the joke. He was the one that figured out how to force two players into one portal game. And that's how we were able to film Day in the Life of a Turret. Because we mm-hmm. filmed half of it in Gmod, but the shots where we needed like Chell and then we needed other stuff, we we needed to force two players into one thing, and he's the guy that kind of figured it out. So props to Lord Ned. He also figured out Valve's crazy ARG, apparently, <laughs> or helped figure so, it out. So he's he is a smart dude, is what yes. I'm saying. Yes. He's in high school. <laughs> he he will go places, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna do some stuff. Yeah. I just bought thirteen games. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right. I, well, I think that's the the end of the game, guys. Well, well real quick aside, the ARG was Whoa. ridiculously impressive. I it was, yeah. It really was. Followed it. I mean, they did so much crap, and like, I'm surprised that people went to the level of of whatever they did to even figure out some of the puzzles. Some of the puzzles were nuts. Like, people were like decoding stuff, like using hexadecimal, crazy ASCII charts, and like, all, like I don't even know. Yeah, Did you see the one that of... was the waveform spelled out words? Yes. Oh, yes. No. That was that blew my mind. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, I, I, <laughs> I'm kind of. It kind of blows my mind when the games are stuff that, if nobody figures it out, what the fuck happens? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If no one figured it out, well, then what? What would they have done? Or if only one person cared? Like, if it was just Lord Ned, like in his house, like, going, <laughs> oh my god, guys, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, it's it, no, it's so cool though. Like it, it is cool that it sort of you know builds up steam and everybody gets oh, but steam. Uh, everybody gets excited about it and starts figuring out all those crazy puzzles. And there, I guess there are people that follow ARGs and like love that kind of stuff. Now, see, I followed the um, not the I love bees thing for Halo Two, but Halo Three had the um, adjutant Iris. Yeah, the, it was called I- Iris. Okay, it was called Iris, yeah, but the, the mod thing that was doing was the adjutant reflex or something. Yeah, but the actual thing was called Iris. I followed that, and I got a t-shirt and a poster out of it. Oh, nice. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, like they sent they sent a thing, like, because I was one of however many people entered a certain, because it all ended with this thing, and you went and put your code in on this thing to help, like, break whatever, you know, to stop it from doing whatever it was doing. I don't even remember at this point, but I was on the forums helping people do stuff. And I was one of the people that was there when it happened. And then I went and I got like a shirt that was too small. They didn't even ask me my shirt size. They just sent me a shirt. <laughs> I was a fat guy. So it just like, actually, maybe you'll fit it into it now. <laughs> you should take a picture of yourself in the shirt now. <laughs> just like yourself giving like the middle fingers and just like, <laughs> like caption it F you bungee. Huh, I need to look for it because I seriously might be able to wear it now. Nice. Um, and then, uh, just, yeah, they sent me a poster that was like some of the stuff of like the forerunners. It's or it was like art of like people in Africa finding the first forerunner. See, my thing is like I love. It, it's interesting to read about them, but I would never, ever, ever have the patience to play them. The only ever. reason I could do it, I was in college. It was the yeah. only reason. <laughs> like I would not be able to do it now. You weren't in real life. You could, you could, you could do those things. I can't do ARGs. Like I did it. I said it in Eddie's post. Like I have incredible ADD. 
which is why if you don't if you don't talk to me for a while on the podcast, I stop listening. Which is why I don't have opinions. <laughs> it's not my fault. I actually I literally cannot pay attention for more than like five. You're minutes. just you're just looking up the Star Trek porn parody again. You're just like, hmm. <laughs> well, five. But no, like I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad there there are these people that do these things, so I can. You know, not exactly read the benefits. Yeah, it's, well, no. I'm glad. I'm glad I can read about it on Wikipedia after the game comes out. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because it's super interesting. But I could not sit there and like read wave files and look for hidden messages and shit. Mm-hmm. Well, what's crazy is how 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 much they got the developers to participate because like they were releasing updates for the games that had codes in them, like levels and stuff. Like there was one game where you had to like beat the game without doing a certain thing, and then a secret message would pop up at the end, and the developers were the ones having to do that stuff. And I even saw the Super Meat Boy developers said like that they were delayed in releasing something this week because they were working so hard on the ARG, oh, which wow. makes sense because they needed people, they wanted people to buy it to do the ARG. And like two months from now, the Super Meat Boy guys will be like, they made us work so hard in the ARG, <laughs> sucked. <laughs> Whatever, I sent them money. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> enjoy your money, man, child. Enjoy it. <laughs> Nice. Well, I think that's about it for the game. Yes. But yeah, um, other um, topics that we had kind of going on on the site that I want to touch on real quick before we end the podcast um, were some of the things that we talked about. I think the main thing was the um, the video game level bucket list mm. that we posted which about. Good, which was a good one, yeah. Yeah, and definitely people had their uh, things to say about it. And I actually thought it was a cool list from... Games Radar. I mean, it was one of their. They've been doing a thing. It's like their fifth anniversary or something. So they've just been reposting some of their what they consider their better features. So that's one from several years ago. Uh, but it's fifty nine levels to play before you die. And I actually like the way they did the list because it wasn't. Because one thing I pointed out in the post is that it's it's kind of hard these days to point at video game levels because they don't do them the way they used to. Like Mass Effect Two is actually one of the closest games to having classic video game levels that we've had in a long time. Yeah. Because you would finish right, the thing and then it true. would sum up everything and give you your score. Mm, yeah, that's true. You know, I hadn't thought uh, about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Good yeah. Call, so I most think. most games aren't. I mean, it felt weird because most games aren't even structured that way anymore. You know, you just kind of. Well, yeah, it, it, it's like it's like a, an immersion thing. You know, yeah. they make them more seamless now, and you just you'll walk into a room and you'll maybe get like a title saying you're in the fortress level now. Yeah. And then you keep moving on. Now, but FPS yeah, games I, are different. FPS games still do missions mm, for the most part. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, it seems like uh, other other forms of games don't really break things up so much. I, I think it's actually like part of the becoming more cinematic movement. Mm-hmm. You know, like levels are very much a video game thing. So if you move away from reminding people that they're playing a chunk of a game, then it becomes a little bit more, more like telling a, a story or, or watching a movie. Seems like. I I, th- I think I think uh, standout levels are going to be less common because of that, you know. Right, it's going to be about moments and set pieces. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, what I, but yeah, I really like their list. They have what Gillies in the Mist, of course. Um, they have yeah. the Chrono Cross thing, which I thought was awesome, where the main character trades bodies with the bad guy or whatever. Yep. <laughs> uh, which is cool. I like that they have Contra Three. Um, I like that they have Crackdown climbing to the top of the agency tower, which I wouldn't consider right. a level, but it's a cool... It's like a thing. Yeah. Along that same sort of vein, they also have the Acker Cathedral from Assassin's Creed, which I thought was really cool. You could yeah. almost argue that like 
achievements are the modern levels in a way. It's like achievements you need to play are, are the things you would look for in, in a, a 360 or a PS3 game. Trophies, I guess. But you know what? Like it, it's the, the, the task that you must complete. Yeah. See, so that's right. the thing is I, kind yeah. of view, I tried to view this list because I was like, okay, thinking about a few things, like what are some moments or what are some things that someone should experience in a video game? You know, it's kind of the way I thought about it when I was trying to come up with a couple of my own for us to talk about on the podcast. And I, I think the, the first answer is Uncharted 2, the entire game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good cheating. one. You can't do that. <laughs> a little cheating. Entire. No, no. Okay, so the real answer is Uncharted 2, the hotel level. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that's a good one with the, the, the helicopter. The and collapsing. The, yeah. the collapsing yeah. hotel, the helicopter, that one is That's a good one. Yeah. That's yeah. a really good one. Yeah. Now, what's they have an elite beat agents level on here? Yeah, they have the wrong elite beat agents. Yes, level. this is one thing we were going to talk about because they have. I don't actually wait. Which one do they actually have on here? Um, um, no more music. I think it's the. Is it the last level? Yeah, it might be. It's wrong because the best level. Yes, yeah, jumping jack flash. Game. It's the la- Yeah, they have the very last one. Right. Right. The, the, no, the best is a Christmas gift. Yes, where you where the 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 girl's father leaves and then he never comes back because he dies and like he has to talk to her his ghost and what like, song they, is that I don't even remember the song I um, the level you're but. you're the inspiration you're the inspiration yes. yeah and at the, the very end of it you have to make the star that goes on top of the Christmas tree it's fucking awesome and it'll make you cry it's so this, so wait, good so this is wait what kind of game is this it's a it's a rhythm game on the DS and you tap the screen kind of like the heavy rain. Wait, um, so this is a rhythm game that makes you cry? I am confused. Yes. Well, no, it's kind of, actually, it's kind of like the Castlevania Lords of Shadow quick time events, but it's like that, oh. and you're doing it on the screen to like the rhythm. And yeah, there's this one song where the story, and they do little stories, and it's like the elite beat agents show up to like fix what's going on. Like someone yes. might be on a date, or someone might be doing whatever, and this one is like the this girl's dad has died, and her and her mom are trying to celebrate Christmas without him. Yeah. And she's doing the song to like make them happy. <laughs> You guys yeah. actually referenced this. Uh, Eddie did in a uh, feature. He referenced oh, yeah. <laughs> I did do that. Good. He should have because that level is freaking amazing. And it's wow. like so- seriously, it, it was, it's probably the best thing I've ever played on a DS. So, so if you go back to 2009, there's a post called the Video Game Level Hall of Fame. Yes. <laughs> That's what we're talking about where Eddie actually talked about this same thing. And his number three is Elite Beat Agents, You're the Inspiration. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff, for reminding people about that and that listeners do not have omniescent powers <laughs> to know what we're talking about. It's true. It's true. I felt the need to communicate. <laughs> You're a better man than I. <laughs> the Canadian was just going to let it lie and see what happened. <laughs> yeah, and at the end, like the ghost of the dad shows up and says Merry Christmas and like hugs the family and stuff. And it's like, oh my God, this is yeah. so sad. Yeah, it's see, so I, okay, good. I, Dude, that's like I, the I, end of uh, The Notebook or what, what was that movie? Yeah, The Notebook. That's like total like manipulative tearjerker stuff. <laughs> I, I, yeah, but it's way better when you're doing the actions, dude. When it's you true. put the when you put the star on the tree, it's fucking awesome, dude. I will be <laughs> the first to admit I'm a sucker. Like I've never actually watched the Notebook, but I'm sure it would make me weep <laughs> openly. Okay, I never cry during movies. I cried during the Notebook. Did you really? I'm, yes. I'm sure I would. I'm sure I would. I absolutely sure. I'm trying to think of the last movie I cried during. I actually know this. I know the last one I have. Uh, what? Um, 
Uh, last time I watched E.T. Actually, <laughs> I'm not. Jo- I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I believe no, you. Like, I believe you. I. Uh, it was. It was. It was. Uh, I guess it was either this Christmas or the Christmas before, and I was at my parents' house and woke up early in the morning. and I was all groggy because we had the party the night before. Miles's. And I just like stumble into the room and I'm like eating like like little uh, sausage things and I'm like whatever. And then ET comes on and I sit there and I watch the whole thing and I'm like, and I lose it at the end, like because <laughs> it, it's like this whole combination of like, first of all, it's like a really amazing movie and a great story, but it's also this like I was reminiscing and I was because I was in my parents' house, so it's like reminiscing about childhood and when I used to watch the movie when I was younger and like and and maybe I was a little bit hungover and like all of that stuff combined <laughs> together and and I cried and like it was just I was like what is going on I'm like it's just ET but fucking it got to me I remember I remember the last movie I pretty much I lost it during Up. Up, okay. When I saw that in theaters, the the intro, or yes. yeah, well, the intro and the beginning, the the beginning's like all like happy and kind of sappy, but yeah, the the first 10, 15 minutes. That's what I mean. Yeah, dest- the first the first ten minutes. Yeah, it destroyed me when I saw. Man, it in I get weepy at all kinds of movies, so I'm not even gonna. <laughs> I can't even remember the last time. Like, I actually the- really like this aside. I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I watched I, mean, dude, I watched Harry Potter and the Deathly House today, dude. And when Dobby died, spoilers. I actually got a little misty. You know, I didn't cry. But I felt it. No, I had okay. to. Pre- well, because because I mean, I've read the book, so I had to prepare myself for that moment in the movie. Because it was one of those things if I hadn't prepared myself for it, I might have. Yeah. Mm. But I was like stealing myself before it happened. I was like, okay, this is coming. This is coming. And then it started like, to happen, and I felt the little the little the little quiver, and I was yeah. like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. Well, because for the death of a CGI elf, it's actually really well done. It's amazingly <laughs> well done. Yeah, it is really and, well done, and the yeah. thing is, is like I was worried that it wasn't going to have a lot of impact because in the movies, Dobby hasn't been, there, been there. Yeah. He's only been there in that what movie two? Uh, yeah, I think so. But yeah, like in the books, it. like when it happens, it's humongously huge because Dobby's been with you the whole time. Well, and, like my, uh, our friend Chuck that helped us uh, for people that are listening that are also fans of Smithy Films. Chuck helped us film. You know, Chuck was pretty much the guy that filmed all of Web Zero season one. Chuck went to a midnight release of the Deathly Hallows, um, the book, and he saw a little girl in line dressed as Dobby, and then he went home and read the book, and then he got to that part, and he immediately thought that little girl, he's like, that poor little girl is at home bawling tonight. (laughs) 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 He was like, I couldn't stop thinking about her, and I felt so sad for her. (laughs) Oh, that's hardcore. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. No, dude, I watch romantic comedies and i get weavy man jeff okay so uh, on to get back to man town back to man town is that what you just said yes hey i'm not the one at the lady gaga concert <laughs> wow dude yeah. taking a shot at a guy who isn't even here who are you no, he can't even defend himself <laughs> who are that's you exactly, is that what you said that's yes. exactly why I took the shot at him because I was like, uh, you know, lashing out. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Do you, you have any levels, Hall of fame? Jeff? What's up? Do you have any levels that uh, you think okay. everyone needs to play? Well, Jelly's in the Mist. That that absolutely. You know, it, it's so funny. Say what you will about the Call of Duty series being, you know, kind of uh, oversaturated and possibly a bit repetitive, but. I still say, hands down, that is one of the best video game levels I have ever played. Yeah. 
ever. Agreed. I mean, if you haven't if you haven't played that, you don't understand the attraction of of like uh, an FPS game that is well made and well done. Um, and then I'm trying to think what else. This is like one, it's like one of those things that like man, every level you play since then, you wish it made you feel that way. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so intense and it's so like. I just remember sitting there playing it, just being like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit!" You know, like it, it, there's so much. I didn't much even to- want to talk in my house because I was worried that they might hear me. You know what I mean? There's like, so like that's how pitch. into it you are. Oh yeah, the pacing is incredible, and just the like the thing is, like when I play stealth games, I tend to get impatient and want to leap out and kill everybody and <laughs> not have to be stealthy anymore. But, like, I totally bought into needing to crawl underneath the tanks and past everybody in Julius in the Mist. It sold me on the mechanic. You know, like, the, it helps that the game changes it up a lot and doesn't force you to be stealthy the entire time. But still, like, that, that's a big deal for me that, like, I wasn't thinking about my impatience to kill someone. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was just like, holy shit, they're going to get me, and I have to crawl underneath a tank Two, or uh, or even like a jeep, two feet from these guys. Like I, I just remember, I have very clear memories of of just crawling underneath the, the the motorcade, and there's guys marching next to you, and it's just so ridiculous. Man, I <laughs> I wish my friend Bo hadn't borrowed it so I could play it like soon. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, do you have a level? I actually have a couple, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, yeah. Go. Sure. Uh, one of my first ones is from Halo Combat Evolved. Uh, for my money, that still has the best level design of any Halo. I mean, Halo Reach was really good, but you just can't beat Assault in the Control Room. That's like, almost they, they, one on my list. See, I'm yeah. hoping that they do it. Like, are they officially doing an HD re-release yeah. of that? Yeah. Okay. Yes, they I'm are. getting it because I never played the first one. Assault in the Control Room is such a freaking good level. So they, like, they have they have three four three guilty spark and that that's pretty good because that's when they introduce the flood and they kind of change the whole dynamic of the game. Um, but assault in the control it it has everything. It's got tank combat. It's got wide open battlefields like sandboxes. It's got corridor shooting. Covenant. Covenant. Only covenant. <laughs> Only covenant. No flood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I, what are I, what are some of your other ones that you've got on there? Well, the other one the other one I was thinking of I don't know if it's really a level. I guess it's at the tail end of a level. I was thinking of the ride into Mexico in Red Dead Redemption. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Like, oh. I wouldn't really... Because it, it, it comes at the end of the of the raft ride level. You know, when you're riding into Mexico with Irish it's and you're kind shooting of a the guys level. in the cliffs. Yeah, it's kind of like a rail shooter. You're, and Irish is just like, oh, I'm drunk. You better defend me. And you're like, well, I guess. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then you get on that horse and the fucking guitar starts. And, you're, and then you ride over the hill. And it was like sunset when I was doing it. So it was just perfect. And it comes at the tail end of that, so I'm guess I'm counting that as one level. Yeah, but yeah, no, I like I, that. That's a good. I'll call never me. forget that moment. Yeah, that was a really good one for me. Nick, yeah. What about you? Red Dead is still in my queue. Oh, dude! Oh, Don't tell him to play it, or he'll hate it like Mass Effect Two. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you take your time. You play it whenever you want. Jeff, never play it. Don't you touch that game ever. <laughs> <laughs> now Jeff will just be like, "Okay, cancel it and put like a romantic comedy on there." <laughs> For the record, I love Mass Effect Two when I played it on my own time. So my system works. <laughs> Shut up, Jeff. Nick, what? <laughs> what are your levels? Um. Okay, hold on one second. So one thing that they had in the list uh, that I totally agree with 
is uh, Half-Life 2's Ravenholm. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Ravenholm. Oh, yeah. Because that level is freaking awesome, and I'm really glad they included it. it that level I think, was genuinely scary. It, yeah, it really was. Like, seriously, like, I wanted to leave that city. Like, I wanted to be out of it, which is rare in a game that you get, like, that wrapped up. Because the most part, you're like, yeah, it's just a game. You know, it's okay. But yeah. like at that point, I was like, I need to, I need to go to a different place. Yeah, I mean, even scary. even Resident Evil, it, like any of the the iterations of Resident Evil, aren't necessarily scary. Right. Like it, it is an achieve. Like I, I even say that like it's an achievement for a game to be scary. It's an achievement for a book to be scary. Like I can count on one hand the number of game levels that are actually that scary. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Ravenholm definitely is up there. Also, um. For me, I actually just thought of this one. Uh, it's the demo for Metal Gear Solid Two. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like that's like it's <laughs> the, the part you play the before tanker. you realize what the game is actually yeah, the, like. Yeah, yeah, the tanker. Like, regardless of what you think of the game, like that the tanker level is like so freaking good. Like, and I don't know if it's just so good because it's like we were anticipating the game and like, that's like the little like nibble that we got of it. So we ate it up so much, but I don't know. Maybe if I went back and played it, it wouldn't be as good, but I doubt that. So it's, it's, can I say the end from MGS three? Does that count? Yeah. See, I know I was going to say snake versus boss in MGS three. Oh, that's another good one. That Mm -hmm. is one, one, it's one of the coolest final boss fights ever in any video game. Uh, But it's also one of my favorite moments of last gen. Complete like because I mean you spoilers you fight the boss and it's like the last boss fight and it's a hand to hand combat in the middle of a field of white flowers and she's wearing like all white oh nice and like you just have this showdown and it's hard but it and but it's and like they have this awesome music playing during the whole thing and the whole thing's really cinematic um and so I just uh, to me it's like one of those things is like if you play any level of of, of any Metal Gear Solid game or see any moment. It should be Snake versus Boss in Metal Gear Solid Three. See, that's another one. Like, are they redoing those for HD? So, well, here's the thing: the rumor is that they're going to announce that there's there's going to be a big Sony franchise that announces HD an HD remake. I and so everyone thinks try, it's I, it's the Metal Gear Solids one through three. I kind of miss the boat on those. You know, yeah. like I, I tried to play Metal Gear Solid on my PS3, and it just is so badly dated. It does not. I can't. I can't play it on this gen, man. You know. Well, it would be. It would be the same thing. Sadly, I mean, if it was just HD, it would still be the same game. But they, Metal Gear Solid yeah. Three, I feel like you could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you feel like it's close enough that they could make a difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Casino Nights was going to be on my list. On Sonic from yeah. Sonic Two. Yeah. Sonic. Yeah. 2. I would. I put um, Counter Strike Dust or Dust Two. Oh, I see what you're doing there. You're saying that's a, okay. Yeah, I mean it is a level technically. Yeah, um, yeah, it's not a single player level, but mm, yeah, I'd go Dust Two. Dust Two. Yeah. yeah. Office was good. Like, do you remember we used to just play Office Dust Two? Like the like yeah. the servers that the we servers just are twenty four seven Office Dust Two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Those are those are the best maps, man. <sighs> Honestly, those are so good. Yeah. Sometimes I would get in a mode where I would just do twenty four seven Ice World maps, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then I actually totally agreed with them on the Final Fantasy VII Disc One because sometimes <laughs> I just want to go play Disc One of Final Fantasy VII. Right. I I bought I bought the the I bought it from PSN 
And it, that's another one where I'm just like, wow, you this. Should, you should state it. Yeah, it has. Not I don't aged. care what it is. You should play. It that. has not aged well. I know. That, I know well, I that, that time frame of video games specifically just has not aged well. Anything from like '96 to like '99 has not it's, aged. No, it's it's really frustrating actually because I remember loving games from that era when I played them, but I can't look at them with the same eyes. They, they were pioneers. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know? Like. That, to me, that that's why every just game company should just resolve to like let's just remake games from those years, <laughs> because they I actually would not, not have a problem with that at all. Like if if they would be like, all right, we're new product and a remake, yeah. <laughs> we'll alternate. <laughs> I would be totally cool with that. I, I actually seriously, if if remaking old games is the criterion of video games, I'm all for it. Yeah. Why can't why can't it be that way? You know, like spend a bit of money. Making something look modern, uh, yeah, I'd buy the shit out of that. <laughs> yeah, half the work's done for you. Just got to make it look pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Well, we were going to do some other stuff, but I think we've actually been doing the cast for a while, so we might want to just go ahead and wrap it up. We've done about an hour. We started about ten thirty. So we talked a little bit about everything: things that Crying. make us laugh, that make us cry. Uh, Lucky yeah. he's a Family Guy. Yeah, everything, <laughs> things, everything. Things, that make, things that make us drunk. Yeah, everything in between. So I think that's a good place to wrap it. Um, you should follow us on Twitter. We're twitter.com slash gamersushi. You should also rate and review the podcast because we said to. And <laughs> <laughs> there will be prizes long term, <laughs> years down the road. Six or seven minutes. years from now. You know, One day we will knock on your door and we will find you. <laughs> and we will go out for a beer. It'll be fun. It, it'll, it, it will be nice, yeah. Anthony may or may not be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to follow me on Twitter, on twitter.com slash Eddie Revis. On twitter.com slash unsquare. And I actually just recently uh, started a new blog. Oh, Jeff is books. pimping. I'm pimping. Yeah, I like I'm a pimp. This is my good. New thing. So I, 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 uh, I decided to start reviewing books online. And so my new blog is fullofwords.com. And I'm really enjoying writing on it. Uh, I've actually been updating it a lot almost every day. So. Yes, I'm actually I'm very impressed with what you've done with it so far. Yeah, so if, if you're you know, interested in sci-fi, fantasy, crime fiction, stuff like that, that's, that's going to be the, most, the stuff that I talk about the most. But, uh, How many books, books have you reviewed in the last like, week or two? Uh, I actually I got a book, uh, a review copy of a book on a Tuesday. I read it on a Wednesday and wrote it up that night. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. You, don't you have like six books or so? Uh, yeah, I've got a couple. Yeah. So if you, if you start making a living from this, I get a cut of it, right? Since I came up with full of words, the name. <laughs> wow. Uh, yes. Yes. I'm going to say no. Oh. Ooh. You're like that guy who's suing the sports, uh, yeah. associations because he, he's claimed he invented the charge theme. Well, full of words was originally going to be a different thing that me and Jeff were going to do. Hey, and you know what? Eddie might post on it at some point if, if he wants to. So, And I'm not going to say what we were going to do because I still think it's a good idea that we should. No, I, you know what? Actually, like, you should check out Full of Words because it's going to be book reviews. It's going to be yes. news. And it's going to be other stuff. Yes. We might, we, like, Eddie might start posting. More people might start posting. So check it out. Wow. After that, I'm just going to give my Twitter account. and It's going <laughs> to be lame. Don't worry. Stay tuned after the cast because I'm going to wrap it up. But anyways, twitter.com slash mi7ch. And I'm uh, twitter.com slash Nick Camardo. I don't have any fun projects to uh, share with anyone. But, <laughs> Although uh, you yeah. did make the Full of Words logo. for Jeff. I did make the logo, yeah. So just you check did. that out. And, and uh, then uh, Anthony is twitter.com slash Anthony Taylor underscore. 
Correct. Thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. Boy. Boy. Nevertheless, some are dressed for the occasion at number 32, not the other situation. <laughs> it's a beat, it's a beat that don't change the station. I'm packing up, even on a permanent vacation. I'm a disaster. I'm like a phone master. Put on the table, rock, and get a blast. What is happening? You're my favorite thing. I'm going to everywhere.